0: The TV Podcast. ITV have commissioned a new show called All Star Musicals. In the show, Michael Crawford will teach seven celebrities how to sing and dance in the West End. Mike, are you excited?
1: I'm so angry about this, Chuck. Tell me why. Instead of showing us the
0: process of entertainment, do the entertainment! (laughs) Now, this show is all about musicals. So, of course, ITV needed a star of stage and screen. Guess who they've hired to host it? (sighs) Come on. Retired cricketer, Feddy Flintoff. Oh, come on! Mike, is that a good choice? I would choose him for cricket if we were doing (laughs) a cricket match. Yes. This show will feature songs from Chicago and Evita and will end with a big performance at the London Palladium. Yeah, I bet it will. So, Feddy is the host.
1: Do you think he'll be good? Right, I'll make a prediction now. I predict, Chuck, yeah. that there is a skinny-jeaned assistant producer Ooh. called Zane nice. currently sitting in a coffee shop in Hoxton <laughs> yes. working on Freddie Flintoff's script. And I reckon what's going to happen is he's going to be asking <laughs> the judges for their opinion on what they thought of Martin Fry's performance. Oh,
0: I like Martin Fry. Right? Is he doing it?
1: Probably. And and they'll not know the answer and he'll say, oh, are you stumped? Oh, very good. That is my prediction. It's going to have that all the way through because they need to remind <laughs> people at home that there is a reason why he's there.
0: And if they don't like it, he could say, that
1: was a load of balls. There you go. He yeah, can, very he can, nice. Yeah, he can say things that are cricket-related. And I predict now that when we watch that show, it'll be full of cricketing puns and him smiling vaguely to the camera.
0: So if Zane's listening to the show right now, he's looking for ideas for his next great pitch. No, he's not. He is. He's got to pay the rent.
1: Zane, if you're there. He's there. uh, I know full well, Zane, that you can pay the rent because (laughs) mum mum and dad are quite rich. And just because your mum and dad could get you this job does not mean you should be doing it, Zane. What I think
0: you should do is become a hairdresser. Uh, An ITV spokesman said viewers love Freddie Flintoff and can't wait to see what he does next. Thank you for your uninformed opinion. Moving on, ITV2 have commissioned a new reality show called Survival of the Fittest. Inspired by Love Island, the new series will see a group of young hot singles living together and competing in the ultimate battle of the sexes. Mike, will this be a hit? Right, first off... (laughs) This is a
1: complete misunderstanding of the phrase survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest is about natural selection. It is about how different species have abnormalities that give them an advantage within their environment, which is changing. But
0: these guys have won the DNA lottery. They're beautiful
1: people. Right. In some situations, being from Essex and having a tan (laughs) isn't going to be an advantage in that environment. If this was in the Ice Age and eight tanned blokes from Essex turned up with white teeth... It would not be
0: an advantage freeze. Were you surprised when Love Island became such a huge hit this year? Because... It took a decade.
1: I remember when Jane Middlemus was on Love Island, Chuck.
0: The late Jane Middlemus, I remember her well. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. She's not dead, she's she, sleeping. She's a former entertainer. I, I enjoy Jane. She's not
1: a former entertainer. She entertains me regularly.
0: She's into yoga now, I believe. No, I'm a big fan of Jane Middlemus. So Jane appeared on the first series along with... Um, Paul Danan. Paul Dunant, mm. Callum Best, all the greats.
1: Yeah, Paul Dunant, he's really turned things around since then, hasn't he? <laughs>
0: Now, an ITV spokesman said boys and girls will compete in a series of physical and mental challenges. Will the girls put sisters before misters or will the boys choose mates over dates? So, Mike, the question is, if you on this show, would you put sisters before misters? Did Zayn write this? Zayn did write this. Uh, now, Love Island introduces to a whole new batch of TV stars. Uh, this seems to be the route now for any new TV presenters. Uh, if Jim Bowen was starting out today, he'd have to go on Love Island. If, if, <laughs> if Bob Monkhouse was starting out today, he'd have to go on Survival of the Fittest. If you were starting out today, yeah. w- would you put on a bikini for the chance to be a TV presenter?
1: We had to do what was known as a showreel. I remember them well. And so what you had to do is you had to go out and take your phone with a video camera and stand by the side of Wigan Canal (laughs) and talk about its interesting heritage. And then you'd send it off to an agent in London and he'd look at it and he'd think, oh, is this person any good at presenting? If he thought you were any good at presenting, he'd get you on. No, you just have to, like, get guns with fish guts.
0: Exactly. I know a lot of presenters... And they think the only way of getting on screen is doing shows like Naked Attraction. So imagine what their reel looks like.
1: In the old days, it was me by the side of Wigan Canal. Yes. And now it's me testicles.
0: Exactly. But do you think you'd have a better chance of showing your testicles to a TV producer?
1: Uh, well, my um, testicles are quite well uh, maintained. Well,
0: that, that's nice. Doing good, Nick. I can tell that about you. Yeah, talk. Just follow the rules and you won't get hurt. Moving on, Louis Walsh is starring in a new film for dogs called Merry Woofmas. Uh, the film will be shown on Christmas 24, which is a new TV channel launching this Christmas. Uh, Louis says the film has been created for dogs to improve their moods. What do you think? Is that possible?
1: So, it's a show for
0: dogs. It's a film for dogs on a channel about Christmas. Dog Christmas. (laughs) Yes! Right. And how does Louis know what dogs want? Well, exactly. He's got no experience. He knows what Jed would want, and he's good with boy bands, but boy bands and dogs are very different things. Very
1: different things. Very Very different things. If I was
0: making something about dogs, Louis Walsh wouldn't be the first person
1: I'd go to. Who would you go to first? Jane Middlemas. Jane, Um, Jane was a big star in the 90s. She's now into yoga. T, you, you, you've said she's a big, like, people don't know about Jane Middlemiss. You're explaining who she is because you think people won't know who Jane Middlemiss is. People yes. who
0: matter know who Jane Middlemiss is, Chuck. We have a very young audience of millennials who are listening right now with That's... their blonde hair in their tracksuits. their skinny and jeans. And they're playing with their Tamagotchis. And they're thinking, I don't know who Jane Middlemiss is.
1: I actually feel envious of them that they now get to Google <laughs> Jane Middlemiss and discover Jane
0: Middlemiss for the first time. Now, going back to Merry Woofmas, uh, it's been filmed in blue and yellow, which is apparently how dogs watch television, and the script is using specific words that dogs are familiar with. Louis thinks this is going to be a big hit with
1: dogs. Right, first of all, dogs don't like Christmas because they get largely ignored because there's so much (laughs) going
0: on, people eating things, they've got no time for the dog. Dogs are not very religious.
1: Uh no, well, it varies, really, and you've got to respect individual dogs' religious <laughs> beliefs. You you know, you've got to do that.
0: I always think dogs are atheists. I think it varies. You've got to have an open mind, Chuck. Now, Louis is narrating this film and hopes Simon Cowell's dog will be watching. Uh, do you think there should be more TV shows for dogs? I, I was thinking we could go to ITV and pitch them some ideas. How about Bones Under the Hammer? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> eh? hey! Eh? Barks and Recreation? Eh? Has
1: Zayn been writing
0: this again? Is Z- yeah, Zane's written these. What do you uh, think, though? Do you think there could be a future in TV shows for dogs?
1: The problem with that, and the problem with doing shows for dogs, is you can't measure whether the dogs actually like it or not. Well,
0: they, they wag the tail. So there's no
1: one's there to see a dog wag its tail. Did it wag its tail?
0: It's just like when a tree falls in a fire and Yeah. There. Oh, you, I like that.
1: How can you possibly measure the success? Because if a dog <laughs> barks, yes. it can mean that they're happy, it can also mean that they're desperately sad, Chuck. And you can't tell the difference between those
0: barks. Now, the film will be shown on a new TV channel called Christmas 24. Uh, Would you and the current Mrs Smith watch a TV channel dedicated to Christmas?
1: Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we would. I mean, we'd probably just watch it at Christmas. We'd have to fit it in and around our um, our arguments. <laughs>
0: but this channel is twenty four hours a day, and it's already started. Well, it started now. It started, which what actually. What are they showing now? When is Christmas too soon? Because in Oxford Street, the lights have already gone up.
1: I think Christmas is too soon when the Christmas channel has been on so long they've already run out of programmes <laughs> and they've gone through Home Alone 1, 2 and they're now playing Home Alone 3.
0: Do you know, I think there's seven Home Alones.
1: Uh, there are. Did you know that there's six never-ending stories?
0: I tell you what, there is a Home Alone for dogs called Bone Alone. I'm serious. Are, are you sure I'm this... Se-
1: we've come full circle. Is this not a film
0: made of that channel you used to work for? No, this is not Babe Station. And okay. I did not work for that channel. <laughs> Bone Alone. Check it out right now. It's a film for dogs. Uh, a Christmas 24 spokesman said viewers love dogs and can't wait to see what they do next. Another day closer to being dead. Good news BBC One have ordered a new singing talent show called All Together Now. Uh, the show will be hosted by top comedian Rob Beckett. Mike, are you excited?
1: No. Why? No, because I just can't be doing any more. My other half... The current Mrs Smith. Yeah, she, she she loves singing shows, and I don't. It's one of the things we've been um, arguing about. But, but don't, don't you think there should be more singing shows on TV? There's, there's no, not many, are there? No, because I'm going to tell you, to tell you something now, Chuck, tell that me. people won't admit. Singing's easy. Is Everyone it? can do it. Everyone's at it, mate. There are performing arts courses and drama courses that are absolutely swelling to bits, people pouring out onto the streets who can sing. <laughs> singing is the easiest thing in the world. As far as I'm concerned, a singing competition is like having a breathing competition. It's not difficult, Chuck. Everyone can sing.
0: Do you think there should be more breathing contests on TV?
1: Yeah, I'd be good at that. I'd I'm like a, to see that. I'm a good heavy breather. I've practised a lot in the sort of late 90s. I'm a very good heavy breather.
0: Britain's Best Breather with Brian Blessed. How about that? Tell Zane about this, it's a great show. Would you like to know more about All Together Now? Yeah, go on. Uh, Each week, a group of singers will sing in front of 100 people. If they like what they hear, they'll stand up. If they don't, they'll sit down. Basically, it's the voice we're standing. Yeah,
1: so it's not a chair.
0: It's the legs.
1: They've got to stand up now. It's
0: human legs.
1: Right, so what next? Jump off the wall, if you like, uh, the singer.
0: Yes, ITV2 are launching that next week.
1: Right, put one foot in the canal.
0: Uh, that's on Channel 5 in two weeks.
1: Okay, scratch your bollocks. If uh, that's you like.
0: on Babe Station in three weeks. You see, everybody's ahead of you. Mm. Everyone's ahead of the curve here. Uh, do we need another singing show?
1: There must be another talent we can...
0: Well, what are the talent shows? We've got magicians, we've got dancing, we've got cooking.
1: I'm quite good at repairing and restoring old CB radios. How about that?
0: Bit creepy. I think people who do that type of work Hang are creepy. On, what, what's creepy about CB
1: Radio? It's a bit creepy. That's a typical London attitude. No, what's wrong about CB Radio?
0: I can imagine watching a Netflix documentary about a murderer. Oh, he was a nice bloke. He lived next door, but he used to tinker with those CB radios. No, this is exactly the sort of
1: attitude that is holding back a revolution of CB radio (laughs) in this country. It's coming back, Chuck. It's creepy. It's coming back, Chuck, and and you can't do
0: anything to stop it. I don't trust it. I don't understand it. We really hate singing jingles. Moving on, Simon Cowell is producing a new sitcom for NBC. Guess what it's about? Dogs. No, it's about Simon Cowell, but very close. Uh, the show will be called A&R, and it's all about a hip, young music label. So it's for millennials, it's for people like you and I, Mike, uh, young hipsters. Yeah. How long do you think Simon can keep going? Because he's still quite successful, isn't he? People still enjoy The X Factor.
1: The X Factor will be around forever, and we may as well all just get used to that. It will be around forever. What we need to do is, is just try and do some good stuff around it. It will just be there forever. He'll always be there. <laughs>
0: forever Yeah, forever Forever So, will it be like Weekend at Bernie's? Even when he's dead, sunita oh, will be popping him up behind the desk
1: Every conversation we have eventually wings its way back to Weekend at Bernie's I love Weekend but at we Bernie's But we never talk
0: about Weekend at Bernie's too Do you think that when he's dead, he'll still be there, behind the desk, sunita on one side Yep Rick Waller on the other
1: See this is the thing is if we describe the plot of weekend at Bernie's where two guys have to make it look like a guy isn't dead yes. by propping him up with bits of wood and string and old school ties and things like that, it sounds like it's rubbish and it, it
0: is. But they do that on question time every week. <laughs> it must be true because I heard it on the radio It must be true It must be true. The BBC have axed Crime Watch after 33 years due to low ratings. Mike, are you sad to see it
1: go? No, why? In a, I've always found Crime Watch to be incredibly London-centric. I've come from Stoke-on-Trent, as you know. We've got a lot of great crime going on there. Lots of aspiring criminals. Um, the, <laughs> so um,
0: you're saying the aspiring criminals in Stoke aren't getting their screen time.
1: Knife crime is up like 20% in oh. the last four years, and as far as the BBC is concerned, it's like it didn't happen.
0: There's clearly yeah. a crime ring in Stoke yeah. that we're not hearing about. Yeah, the, the BBC are Stoke-on-Trent deniers. Now, BBC spokesperson said the daytime version, Crime Watch Roadshow, will continue. Have you seen that?
1: Daytime crime? No, 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 no. You can't commit... <laughs> Crime in the day. people. You, most crime is committed at night when people can't see you. Daytime isn't going to work.
0: Maybe Crime Watch road shows about like petty crimes.
1: When I was a kid, um, I had a bit of a, a brush with Crime Watch in my own way. There was a guy at my school called Foz. He was out fishing with his dad and he found a severed head. So they launched this Crime Watch appeal to find out who cut the head off. And um, Foz got to play himself in The Reconstruction. And so this guy at school got to be on Crime Watch. It made him very popular.
0: It's a bit like when Eminem made that film about his life and he got to play himself.
1: It is, yeah, but for Foz, it made him very did popular. It go,
0: did it go to his head? Did, did Foz change?
1: Yeah, he did. He started like, I don't know, he just became like really cool and he started like selling people cigarettes and stuff like that, you know, he was a dead cool guy.
0: Did he move to London and become a development producer for the BBC?
1: No, I think he works at B&M Bargains now and he's lost all his air.
0: The TV Podcast.